It's almost the weekend. Indeed it is. Welcome back to the weekend show. The pre-weekend show. Oh, yeah, the pre-weekend show. Mm-hmm. Um, your host, Joe Tool, uh, famed wedding MCer. <laughs> How are you, Joe Tool? Oh, uh, yeah, look, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, we had a lot of drinks at the wedding, but there was also... I had my sister's wedding on the weekend, folks. Uh, not mine. Don't not panic. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. We had a lot of drinks. Um, it, was, it was awesome, though. They had, like, a huge esty there filled with water, so you could just, like, go and crack yourself a fresh bottle, bottle of water whenever you wanted, and so mm. found that real good to have nice, cool, icy water on tap, sort of. My dog barking. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a must on a thirty-five degree day. Oh yeah, dude, it was hot. It got got hot, got real hot, and then the sun went down, and it was perfect. So yeah, it was good times. It was good times all around. Hell yeah. How, how about you, uh, Mister Darian Black Rose Lily? How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm um, I'm real good. I uh, I've been playing that Death Loop. Um, oh, and. Death Loop. I know this is something that you didn't like, but oh. I was I was just kind of I just wanted something AAA, and I really like Dishonored. I really liked the first ten hours of Prey that I played all those years ago. Mm. Um, and let me tell you, Deathloop sucks. That game is bad. That it won game, so many awards. <laughs> oh, it's so boring, and, like, it thinks it's so smart, and it just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Did you get far into it? Yeah, look, I played for a couple of hours just because um, I just had this morbid curiosity, you know, because I'd heard a bit mm. about it. Honestly, I, I hadn't actually heard that many good things. All the you and the video essay people that I follow were just like, it's pretty unimpressive. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, yeah, it's arcane. I love so many of their, their earlier games. I was like, oh, I want to give it a go at least. And man, I just found it so boring. Like you basically have these four levels that change depending on the time of day. And like, I don't know. The combat was just pretty average. Um, the guns were fine. Mm. You're, the character you play as is an ass and really unlikable, as mm. are all the characters in that game. And they're all stuck in this loop, and it's just really boring. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's weird because like they're just the immersive sim kind of comeback story right with arcane like they just created these levels that you just wanted to spend so much time in and like with dishonored you know you can finish that game in like three or four hours i think Mm. um but just to keep going back and trying new things with new powers and all that stuff and i feel like they wanted to do that with deathloop but somehow they just made it so much worse by like focusing on the replayability yeah um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I didn't, I didn't like it. Yep. Yep. Deathloop was really dull. I don't know if you, if they, if you cop this at all, but I remember the start of that game being really dialogue box heavy. Like as you're approaching the guard to kill him, it's like, you can stealth kill the guards. It's oh, like, I'm, dude, I'm doing the, that. 
The, yeah, the tutorials were, were out of control. There were actually so many tutorials at one point that my game crashed. Like it oh was it, it was loading like too many dialogue boxes at yeah, once and it yeah. crashed. And I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the other thing that I really didn't like about that game was it was like play it your way. You know, you find your own way to the, win the game, to kill uh-huh. all the guys. and But like there's only one way. And like yeah. you just follow, follow the mission markers and that's the way that you do it you know like there's sort of different ways to approach each individual boss but you know you kind of figure out your own like your favorite way to do it or your the most quickest easiest way to do it and you just do it that way every time yeah it's um, very very strange how like a bread crummy it was you know yeah. like you didn't really have a lot of license in choosing like I don't know, like where to go and that kind of thing. You were just following breadcrumbs. And so like the first part of that game, I actually turned off all the UI. So like I could just explore and I ended up like finding, um, you know, where I needed to go and that kind of thing. But man, when you don't have an objective and you're just like discovering, you know, different aspects of the level, the level design really sticked out as being or stuck out as being like just super bland and like Mm. uninspired. And it just like, it blew my mind because Prey and Dishonored is so interesting. Like even just to be there is interesting. And this was just boring as fuck. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Um, Yeah. I remember in Dishonored 2 as well, there was like heaps of really cool options for like, if you wanted to go the no kill route, there was always ways to pull it off totally um whereas this one felt a little bit less sort of i mean you probably could do it that way as, as well but i don't know like you say the, the level design kind of just ground grinds you down um yeah. and anyway there's a couple of other game loop games you want me to talk about them real quick i got a little list here <laughs> while, while you're talking about that what yeah okay it, sure <laughs> it actually came out uh <laughs> i don't know why i've gone into like this is the topic for this week for some reason because it's a good topic um, <laughs> yeah it came out around the same time as another game called 12 minutes which was a time loop game oh yeah i know do you remember one. that one that was an annapurna yeah. one that starred willem dafoe for some reason what it's got willem dafoe 12 minutes yeah willem Dafoe's holy in shit that game. Yeah. that's wild man you know i've I've seen a lot of content around 12 minutes and it doesn't seem that great, but everyone failed to mention Willem Dafoe is in it. That's crazy. I'm I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, Is Willem Dafoe in 12 minutes? Yeah. James McAvoy is the husband and Willem Dafoe is the intruder. Lead the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's got Willem Dafoe in it. Um, uh, Death loop. Yeah. We just mentioned that. Uh, Outer Wilds time loop game. Amazing. Yes, uh, probably one of the better time loop games. Um, I mean, just one of the better games, really. If we're, yeah. uh, if we're you know, talking hard tacks. All right, all right. Let's. I see how it is. Um, <laughs> Zelda Majora's Mask, a great time loop game. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Very intriguing one. Returnal, which is a time loop game when you die. Oh, time back to stuff. I want to play that game yeah, so bad. Joe. They do some really cool stuff with Returnal uh, in the time loop. <laughs> that just gut punches you anyway uh the sexy brutal i i don't think that's out yet but apparently that's a time loop game the forgotten city everyone rates the forgotten city originally it was a mod by this solo developer who used to be a lawyer and he was like i'm gonna make a skyrim mod about time loops and it it got like picked up by some funding from someone and then he actually made it into a full thing and it's supposed to be really good but i haven't played it oh sick okay the forgotten city check it out uh elsinore 
feel like I've heard of Elsinore, but I I don't know. And then Undertale. And I didn't I don't really treat Undertale as a time loop game, but I guess if you want to play it multiple times, you can sort of treat it as a time loop. That's kind of every game, <laughs> though. <right? laughs> yeah, I mean, if if we're talking head canon, literally every game you replay is a time loop game. Undertale is a famous game, and its time loop aspects are often in the background of its comedy. Time loop aspects. Did I play Undertale correctly? I mean, I haven't played Undertale at all, okay. so I can't, I can't help you. Um, did you speak... did you finish Undertale? Because maybe that's just a huge spoiler. <laughs> I, I did, but um, oh, maybe that is a spoiler. But then that's where the game ends. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of things that I've played though, uh, oh this my week... god. <laughs> This last week I played a bunch of Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Oh yeah. Um now this is the Neo developer's Souls like. That's right. It's not no. the monkey game, Wukong Black Myth. <laughs> We've gone over this. I'm gonna go over it every time I mention it. Yeah, sweet. So how how are you finding it? It's cool. Um I've sort of gotten to the point where the inner workings of the game are showing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes me really appreciate like how games like dark souls bloodborne sekiro do a really good job of like hiding a lot of the inner workings you know mm-hmm. um and when i say inner workings it's it's maybe it's just because this game feels a little bit more like um stats driven than some of those other games like you have you know weapons that scale based on certain attributes so you know if you like level up your earth skill or whatever you pick up a, a sword that's like a B rating on the earth scale and you get like heaps more damage than say one that's like a, a D rating or whatever, sort of like yeah. Diablo. Yeah. Um, so that, that part of it is sort of making me a little bit less interested in it just because there seems to be only a small sort of pool of types of weapons and um, well, it's not small, but the only ones that I'm interested in seem to have only a couple different types and yeah, it's not really driving right. me to want to try a bunch out. Um yeah. And yeah, just the way it upgrades stuff is like, oh, it's all the same upgrade materials, which I guess is the same for Dark Souls and stuff as well. But um... I mean, the, the, the thing that makes those FromSoft kind of different weapons and changing up your builds so alluring is the movesets. I mean, except mm. for Sekiro, you know, like in in Bloodborne especially, you know, it's it's not about the damage at all. It's about, like, the moveset and, like, what suits you and your flow and all that kind of thing. So is is the damage bonus just, like, too good to pass up? Or uh, do you think moveset plays into it? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think it is too much to pass up. I think it's more like the... You know, unless you have the materials to upgrade the thing enough, you're kind of not able to use that weapon anyway. And right. so, like, you kind of yeah. have a pool of those resources always sitting around. Or, um, yeah, it, but it does have a cool um, way of introducing you to the game. Like, the first boss is, like, very much in the style of some of those other FromSoft games where it's like, oh, if you, this is kind of like the skill check, I guess. Where right. it tests yeah, you to yeah. say, hey, if you can't do this, then you probably can't do anything else in the game. So step up, bucko. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, cool. Yeah, he really smashes sh- you pretty hard. Um, and then, yeah, it sort of teaches you the way to play the game, which is a little bit different to some of the other souls likeies. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of like um, you need to be aggressive, but not over the top aggressive. You know, you kind of need to be like able to push, but 
you know, uh, parry, the parry system is quite similar to Sekiro. Um, right. Build up this... It's, it's kind of hard to explain. It has like a, a stamina system that's kind of different to other Souls-like games. Um, it's sort of like a, a swaying meter that goes left and right. And if it goes left, you're sort of hitting too much. And if it goes right, you, you get a bonus on your next like critical hit. Interesting. So, yeah. If you continue to block, um, your it goes left and you sort of eventually lose the um encounter because like you you get like a uh, knockback or whatever but if you keep hitting it builds up to the right and it gets you get like a, a you know on your next special hit you get a, a bonus right so it's that incentivizing of aggression dealio yeah yeah it, it incentivizes that a lot but then yeah as soon as you use that it goes back to neutral um, and there's ways to sort of negate all sorts of things. Like I, I think I pressed block once my entire time playing this game. <laughs> it's all about the parry, and the parries yeah, are really yeah. satisfying. So that's good. That's great. Um, so yeah, it's been long. I've been neglecting playing your game of the month. I need to do it. I just need to sit down and do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, time. the time has come. If you, if you just have that attitude, sit down and do it. I mean, that's that's what happened to me a couple of weeks ago, and I mean, it just it flies past. Yeah, that, I'm sure uh, it does. That's not a long game, and there's uh, a lot to sink your teeth in, if that makes sense. Those are kind of... That's an oxymoron in a way, but whatever. <laughs> um, hell yeah. Yep, that sounds good. Uh, don't think I've really been playing much else. Oh, no, I have. I played the beta, the open beta for the finals. Have you heard about this game? Uh, I, w- I think you've mentioned it on the podcast, but I literally remember... <laughs> Nothing that we ever talk about on the podcast. No, I'm kidding. But like, I, no, I don't remember it. I, I can't. I can't. It's it's bringing nothing to mind. Nice. Yeah, I think I mentioned it last time. Um, it's this game that's currently in uh, beta, early access, whatever you want to call it, um, by the studio called Embark Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to do a bunch of stuff for Dice. I think they're like ex-Dice guys. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Ex-Dice folk. And... Um, uh, this time they've gone ahead and done a, a bit of a mix between like um you remember mirror's edge yeah the yeah parkour? it has that kind of visual style and then it's kind of got a bit of um what was that really early first person shooter multiplayer game where you could like destroy buildings and stuff was, uh, that, was that battlefield uh battlefield that's what i was gonna say sure let's go with battlefield it's got a lot of um <laughs> destruction in it like quite quite an impressive amount so and the destruction actually plays a lot into the gameplay so oh i remember now you mentioned this and you were like everything is destructible not yeah. just like the buildings like in battlefield but yeah, everything yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean there's yeah. sort of like core parts of the map that can't break but you know you can you can smash through walls and get rid of huge bridges and um use that to your advantage you know there's a lot of like multi-story buildings that you can sort of blow holes in the roof slash floor to access the people above or below and it's a yeah it's a real real good time Um, yeah i really like the visual style it's kind of like a futury i don't know not cyberpunk but uh i don't really really know how to describe it it's like lots of pouches and zips (laughs) if that makes sense (laughs) yeah uh like sixth grade cargo pants yes 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 um but trendy imagine that but make it trendy yeah i'm i can't imagine trendy i'm not good at visualizing but i bet it is (laughs) okay (laughs) that's what i love about you darian um (laughs) 
So yeah, I'll be playing a bit of that with some folks from work, and that's a yeah, that's a really good time. We haven't managed to get a, a party of three together, but um, I reckon if you can get a, a couple of friends, a couple of mates together and play that, it's going to be free to play when it comes out in a couple of months, I think. Oh, cool. And so, Maybe. yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I hope it does well, you know? It's one of those, like, probably going to fail games just because <laughs> just the landscape is like you're going up against games like Fortnite. You know, and yeah. Call of Duty. Oh, good luck yeah. making your shooter yeah. game. That's, I mean, yeah, the the Titanfall 2 heartstrings are, are strung tight. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I hope I hope it gets out there. I hope uh, they manage to, like, make a couple extra modes and address some of the critiques from the community because the game's not without its faults. It feels kind of like, as you're running around, it feels like you're an ice cube on a table. Like, that's how the locomotion <laughs> feels. It's very slippery, wow. very slidey. That's a great description. I feel like I know exactly how that controls. Yep, yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, the game mode is a little confusing. Uh, like, I'm not even going to try and explain it. Um, and if they can come up with, like, you know, just, like, a capture-the-point style mode or, like, a, just a regular team deathmatch for people who want to do that, just add mm -hmm. that stuff in, as well as fix yep. some of the issues with, like, the slidey controls and the jump feeling like it happens way too late and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a keeper but yeah like i said it's it's not uh, yeah if i like look into my um pessimist crystal ball it's like oh man this is kind of going to be around for probably 12 months maybe <laughs> and, then, and then it's going to get stomped on by big big daddy epic oh dear well um speaking of big daddy epic mm. i got a couple of chicken wings even though i think is it's it your turn time. to do yeah. the news? It's oh, my God time damn. to do the news, got, but you could got... hit me with yours first. I mean, okay, do you have any news pieces around Epic? I do not. Okay, great, I've got two. So, Epic news piece number one, um, which is kind of not directly Epic, but you know. Uh, so it turns out Forspoken has used animation assets stolen from FromSoft. Oh. Um Wow. So you remember that game, Forspoken, that had yeah. the really creepy dialogue and no one yeah. seemed to like that game? Anyway, um, so this is due to Archangel Games, who made Forspoken. Um, they were using animation packs bought from the Unreal Engine marketplace. Oh, my and, God. And, like, Epic, who owns that marketplace, has commented that they don't verify shit and they mm. can't guarantee assent assets aren't stolen mm. and so yeah arcane angel games bought a bunch of assets just put them in forspoken and then FromSoft were like hmm not sure about that one and uh yeah it turns out they were just copied and pasted from like th there's a bunch of them i think from like dark souls 3 Sekiro, oh, and oh Elden so Ring. dude this is interesting that you mentioned this i think you might be for uh you might be forsaken you might have misspoken it's not for for <laughs> It's not oh, Forspoken. No. It's a game called Bleak Faith Forsaken. Oh, no. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yep. So that was oh, my third fuck. piece of news that you... Oh, uh, my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. I fucked that up. You, you bit into it thinking it was chicken, but in fact it was beef. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. yeah, right. Not Forspoken. Yep. Yeah, so Forspoken, it was actually the... I, I don't know the name of the dev of, devs of um, Bleak Faith Forsaken, 
here we are with another situation. You know, this is what we had the other week with uh, Wu Long and Wu Kong. <laughs> it's We've my got turn. Forspoken and Forsaken just in the same general vicinity. What's going on? There's some like culture thing happening anyway. Um, yeah, so some people on Twitter saw that um, a bunch of animations from Bleak Faith Forsaken looked really, really similar to some Elden Ring animations right yeah and then they were like uh what's going on what's going on there was like you know radio silence from the devs and then mm -hmm. eventually they were like hey we didn't steal these animations but we did use this epic game store or epic right. marketplace uh asset pack of animations yeah um, they traced it back and found out that yes indeed the people that had uploaded those animations to the epic store had used some like you know scraper technology to rip the animations from uh, elden ring and just place them verbatim onto the store and tried to make some money out of it right um, there that, you go yeah that asset's now been removed as well from the store so you can no longer see it or buy it okay man that's crazy that someone or something has the capability to like copy animations out of a game like surely i mean how does that even work uh, I'm not sure. You're talking to you're talking to the wrong game dev person for this. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone out there that could be like, "Oh yeah, you look in the source majubis and <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. fair. There's, yeah. There's, there are ways. I'm sure there are ways. Uh, I mean, they, they there are ways. They did it. So yeah. All right. Well, I'm just gonna lay down and let you carry on with the news because I don't think I'm qualified right now. <laughs> do you have any other pieces, or is that it? <laughs> no, I do. I do have a few other pieces, but you go first because maybe I can save them for next week. Uh, no, okay. All right. I don't mind. Um, let's just go ahead. If if let's say if one of the these pieces of news jogs your memory, then you can you can interject with your. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So Starfield. Wow. What a what a great start to the news. Um, oh my god. Yeah. No, we're off the rails again. This yeah. podcast. What's that? Fifty three episodes in a row. There you go. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. For, uh, also, speaking of Forspoken, uh, for, is it Forspoken? Now I'm now I'm losing my mind. It's I'm pretty sure it's For something. Foresight. Forspoken. No, it's definitely Forspoken. Yeah, it's Forspoken. So there's a talking cock in that game. Um. As in, like, a cufflink? Yeah, it's, like, the AI... Not the AI, it's the, like, you know, the witty companion that helps you through your journey in that uh -huh. game. Uh -huh, um, yeah. There's another game that came out recently called uh, Atlas Fallen, which has another character who has a glove that talks to them <laughs> with witticisms. This is, this is the worst. There was another game that came out recently <laughs> no. that I played a little bit of that was... Oh, what was it called? It was that one that was the, the Russian studio. Oh, Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart had a, a talking uh, bracelet in it as well, a glove. Oh, my God. And so I'm sick of all of these motherfucking talking gloves <laughs> on this motherfucking... It's going, man. If I see another one, that's game over. I'm, I'm still quitting video games because we there's no one who has a single original idea in at all anymore <laughs> oh my god yeah god what a fucking mess i mean yeah i'm trying to think of like a quippy animated object that worked in a video game which is kind of a difficult prompt just to think of off it's the top of my head but the potato in, in portal 2 but it was only there for a short period oh fuck yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's so unfair referencing those Portal games because okay. the writing is so strong. They could fucking... 
they could just use any object to spit out those lines and you'd be like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head that also have talking companions that are good. Um, yeah, none, none come to mind. Um, cool. Moving right along. So the first piece of news. <laughs> <laughs> if I was to summarise that piece of news, I would have no idea where to start. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Uh, Starfield got a release date, which is September 6th, 2023, um, which is technically a delay, uh, oh. given they said it would come out in the first half of 2023. And so this mm-hmm. is uh, Mr. Todd Howard's Bethesda latest, you know, uh, explore map, multi-possibility, big big universe little boy, no, not little boy, little man <laughs> game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, you hear that, Todd? We're Do we start again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, so um, there is a, a showcase coming up for this game on June 11th uh, to talk about, you know, um, where they're at with the development and, uh, you know, show off the game, get a bit of hype for it. Um, mm-hmm. People are pumped because the last bit of footage they saw at it was running at 60 FPS, which I think is... Um, I mean, look, if, if that's the thing that gets you excited about this Todd Howard game, then hell yeah. Um, I don't think this game is going to ship in any any sort of playable state. I think it's going to be a disaster. Same same thing that happens with all of those games that come out of Bethesda. They're not playable for a few months before. Yeah, um, I mean, just, uh, just, just give it a year or two and yeah. then buy Patient. it for like $4. Patient gamers uh, represent. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next piece of news, and this is um, a follow-up a little bit from last week, I believe it was. We had the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League game. Um, I Every time I talk about this game, I feel like I should be talking about news that's more interesting to me because I, I just don't have any interest in this game. Um, but I mean, go. neither do I, but I want to hear you talk about stuff that you don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it got a delay after the most re- and the last time, last piece of news, new piece of news that I had about this was that it got a trailer or like a you know showcase showing what the game was. Right, um, and, and, and the- to sorry, just to recap, this is the Guardians of the Galaxy studio, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, they also did another. Oh, did they do the Batman games? I can't remember. But not. The, yeah, but they're renowned for doing good work, this studio. Anyway. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, so uh, that trailer came out and the fans were pissed. Um, it, was, <laughs> it, was a real, <laughs> it was a real Sonic the Hedgehog situation where, like, they showed Sonic for the first time and the fans were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Put him back in. He's not done yet. Yeah. Um, it's, and so, yeah, we've got a, a delay as a result of, or most people are saying it's as a result of showing this trailer. Um, right. So the delay is uh, from May to late 2023. So there's no exact release date now, which leads me to believe that they're probably going to push it again. Um, right. Okay. So there's also some rumors circling around. Now, this is, this is also just me. Um, my personal my personal conjecture about what's going to happen that it won't actually release in 2023, like I said. Um, they're talking about the possibility of turning the game... Oh, okay, right, right. This is a note I made to myself that I just read out aloud. 
<laughs> rails, where are they? I can't see them anymore. <laughs> okay, for what it's worth, we are recording this in a time slot we've never recorded it oh, before. No. Like, yeah. I feel like we're a bit off kilter. Oh. Like always, gotta embrace it. Read me those notes aloud. Got it. <laughs> so, um, I mean... We talk about games getting delayed sometimes on this show, and it's all—it's always like some something that comes up a lot in news stories. It's like, oh, this game got delayed. This game's getting mm-hmm. another delay, mm-hmm. um, etc. And um, I thought it was interesting just to sort of bring it up because in this instance, it's like in making the comparison to the Sonic thing. It was like, yeah, we don't like Sonic. How are we going to fix this? The film studio mm-hmm. has ways to sort of you know visually change Sonic without it being like. A huge imp- I mean it was a huge impact of production but it wasn't like oh we need to rewrite the entire dang movie or we don't have core mechanics that revolve around the negative impact that we've just received it's like oh people don't like the way his teeth look like, mm. we, can, we can fix that um, yeah whereas yeah. this one's like the fans are like oh we hate this you know um, live service garbo and shooting glowing purple spots on tanks and helicopters <laughs> isn't exciting to us in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ 2023 <laughs> And so um, we, you know, we're not happy. And then this delay is like, yeah, yeah, it's not made. It's going to be late 2023. We're going to turn it. people are like, how are they going to address these notes at, at all? Um, and from the sounds of things, it's like, yeah, we just want to make sure that the game's polished when it comes out. But I actually think they're going to try and rework some core stuff, um, which is another interesting thing, you know, like as a publisher, you would see the reception to this trailer and God like, go like, Oh my God, what have we mm. done? You know, mm. like, how do we fix this? Um, mm. yeah. Yeah. Can't be good for morale at the studio. Um, for sure. so, yeah, there's a lot of different thought rib- ribbons that sort of just sprung out there. But anyway, they got me thinking about, you know, delays and announcing things and yeah, all that yeah. sort of no, stuff. I think you've read the tea leaves well like the fact that they delay it without a date even the the clusterfuck that was cyberpunk like mm. they you know they delayed that game so many times but every time they had a date like they they weren't ready to be like all right we we actually need more time than we realized they were they're just like no nah, we need 60 more days that's it we promise and then they'd miss it and it's just like maybe maybe that is actually um a better delay you know, mm. the undated delay, but mm. at the same time in the current climate where when games are delayed, they generally do get a date. Yeah, maybe it is because they're just scrambling. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like, you know, if anyone is actually excited to play this game that's disappointed by hearing this news or if it's like most people are thinking, yeah, we're glad that it's going back in the oven and maybe going to mm. get a second chance um, yeah. at making it something appealing. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, that's the news for that one. Sick. And then, yeah, we already talked about the third piece of news, which was the bleak faith forsaken <laughs> Epic Store thing. When when you asked me if I had Epic Store news, I forgot that, that was actually part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's, so, yeah. that's all good. That's all good. Um, yeah. yeah, so just a reminder, not Forspoken. What was the name of that game? Something Something Forsaken? Yeah, Bleak Faith Forsaken. Oh, man. These these video game names are, are getting bleak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're running out of names. <laughs> um, and a, a side note as well, uh, final sort of bag chip. It doesn't really relate to anything much, but um, GDC mm-hmm. is coming up, and so oh right, all the game game makers are heading to the US to um, meet and talk with one another 
and strike deals with publishers. Um, so that's an exciting time for game devs everywhere. Cool. Yeah, I haven't... I, I don't think I've ever watched, like, a GDC conference or whatever, but I see them referenced all the time in YouTube videos. Yeah, there's, there's you know, it's not like a public-facing thing. It's like, unless mm. you... Uh, make video games it's kind of not really interesting because it's like here's how we right. atlas all the textures in last of us part two it's like oh, jesus christ man it's not interesting <laughs> to most yeah, okay. folks uh, yeah. Yeah. so some of them are kind of you know they talk more abstractly about design and um you know uh, other parts that aren't so in the weeds but yeah for the most part it's it's very much just like yeah developers only please mm, yeah and that's yeah, kind of cool. the center of it, but also a lot of the reason that folks go to GDC is to meet with other, with publishers and meet with other devs and stuff. So it's not so much a conference as it is just like a big pitching uh, arena. Right. Got to get that incestuous networking going on. Yeah. Yup. Um, <laughs> I've never been, but it might be fun to go one day, one year. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't really want to go to the US, but that's a whole other thing. That's so. a whole other bucket of cherubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, we got an episode this week, huh? <laughs> I mean, we're trying. We're yeah. trying to have an episode this week. Um, yeah, look, I just I just wanted a week off. The, the list apps that we do are generally mm. weeks that we don't really have to spend much time doing research and that kind of thing. Um, but this week I wanted a list based on games that don't get enough love. So these are games that, um, you know, we rarely talk about, even on this podcast, dedicated to talking about video games. Um, just games over the years that you play and, like, you enjoy them while you're playing them. You look back on them fondly. But, like, for whatever reason, they didn't have that, like, masterstroke that have you raving or maybe you just got distracted with the next big, biggest, great, big game afterwards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I just thought about this topic, made this list, like, straight away, and I was like, yeah, that's that's good. I like these games. <laughs> so Hell that's, yeah. That's the backstory for this one. Nice. I like... Um, I don't know if you told me the details on the list, but I definitely read the topic, and I sort of interpreted most of it correctly, so that's good. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that like i say this is this is a week off for us if we don't mm. get it exactly right i mean whatever yeah sounds good you want to kick uh, us off with your number five i imagine uh, you're gonna kick us off with? yeah yeah let's go uh my number five is pikmin 3 oh very nice um so this is i think the first or one of the first games i got on the wii u um and i think Oh, man, I can't remember if it was a launch game or not, but it made a big deal of the gamepad and the stylus. Yeah. You know, it was like, look, you command the Pikmin, you can split them up by color, you can, like, multitask, you've got so much data on the gamepad, and then, like, you look at the screen and the graphics are beautiful. Um, <laughs> and I remember, like, even though the Wii U is severely underpowered, even for the time, I remember looking at the water in Pikmin 3 and just being like, fuck, that is that is a pretty ass game right there. Um, but yeah, it just really stuck out in my mind as like a game that I've only played once that I just like really 
enjoyed and I'm probably never going to be able to play it again. I think there is like a port on the Switch of Pikmin 3, mm. but like the reason it was so good was because of the gamepad. Like it was uh, extremely responsive and yeah, you just had this great overview of like what all your little dudes were doing in the level. Um, so I guess just quickly, if you haven't played Pikmin, it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Lemmings a little bit, um, but rather than like uh, change the environment to control where your dudes go, you control where your dudes go to change the environment. Nice, good um, summarization, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it's real cute and real fun, and basically the premise is your space explorers, you land on this unknown planet you got to bring back fruit or food or whatever to your home planet. Um, and that's what you do. You meet all these weird alien creatures, you battle them, you steal their food, and then you uh, get back home. I love games where fruit feature prominently. <laughs> such a, like, wholesome thing, you know? It's like, mm. this isn't about, like, money. This is about fruit. Right. Uh, this is about fruit and survival. Yeah. Yeah, um, give me Pac-Man, get the fruit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fruit, this, fruit I mean, this is, this is just 3D Pac-Man, really. Pikmin 3, 3D Pac-Man. Um, I have some, uh, first of all, yes, very nice pick for number five. I love that. <laughs> pick, Pikmin, love it. Um, the um, Some adjacent news, actually, that probably should have made it into my three-piece feed. No, no, it. like it, it belongs right now at your number five spot. Okay, <laughs> the news is replacing my number five pick. <laughs> no, 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 no. What have you got? <laughs> uh, the uh, this is kind of a sad piece of news, actually. But the... oh god, what <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> this episode is probably my favorite episode so far. Um, so there's there's been a notice issued for the end of purchase available for Nintendo eShop for Wii U and Nintendo 3DS games. So oh. yeah, if you want to have any games purchased on those systems anymore, you won't be able to as of the March of 20 uh, March 27 of 2023. Oh god. Okay, this this is going to be live a couple of days before that. Um, yep. So hurry. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Fly like we the wind whip that 3ds out that you haven't used in four years and still somehow has full battery power i think the completionist actually did a video where they bought all of the games on both platforms and it's just so that they have a copy of everything you know just oh. so that there's like a mm -hmm. historic purposes devices yeah. with memory cards that contain um all of the content that was previously listed that's about to go away forever Oh, that's awesome. That's solid work. Because, yeah, I think when things are about to go away forever, like archival, pirate that shit, like that's when all that stuff really matters. Totally. Yep, yep. It's very important. We need to hold on to this stuff. It's sad that it goes away, but I'm glad we have people that are keen to archive it, keep it relevant. Totally. Speaking of keeping things relevant, Joe's number five. <laughs> very relevant here. My number five is actually the Artful Escape. <laughs> oh shit yeah. okay cool did not expect that so um again so it's sort of similar to yours it's not a game that i would probably play again but mm -hmm. it's a game that i think deserves more people to have played it like i think it's mm -hmm. got a fairly decent number of people that have played it but it's just such a um accessible 
um, story-heavy, character-driven um, romp where it's all about the grandeur of the visuals, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the jamming with the giant weird creatures. Um, and yeah, there's, there's not really a whole lot going on that's like, you know, behind the scenes or deeper about that game. It's just sort of like a little simple mechanic with some simple platforming and and some Simon Says with big space creatures. But um, yeah, just I think it deserves deserves the spotlight, um, not just because I work for the company, but because it's, it's one of my mate's favorite games of all time. And I think they, whenever they talk about it, I'm always like, you know what? I agree. Like that stuff that you feel about that game needs to be more widely felt. And I don't know if everyone even knows the game exists at this point. So mm. just putting it out there. Yeah, go and go yeah. play the Outflowscape. It's a, it's a real good time. That's a great shout shout out. Really striking visuals. Like I remember how amazing the colors felt. You know, all the planets were really weird and not like Earth at all. Mm. And uh, that fucking cast. You got Jason Schwartzman, Mark Strong, Lena Headey. Like, dude, I remember when the credits rolled on that game, and I saw your name before all these actors and i was just yeah. like holy shit <laughs> that's, that's fucking insane <laughs> yeah. that's crazy yeah um yeah johnny my boss has lots of great stories about working with all of the voice actors uh, it was like a dream come true for him so oh i bet is he the dude that's into film yes oh fuck that would have been amazing yeah yeah he was he was having a grand time even though he was getting up at like two in the morning or whatever to record uh, remotely with these people it was still fantastic he said it was worth it sick so, that's great yeah love to hear it very good um so yeah that artful escape i think it was on game pass it is no longer but it's always it's, it's fairly cheap and it, it goes on sale every now and then so check check that bad boy out hell yeah great shout out uh my number four is until dawn Oh, okay. Speaking speaking of a game with uh, some Hollywood A-listers, um, Rami Malek is one of the main characters in Until Dawn. Um, and so, yeah, this is a game I've only played once, and I fucking loved it. It is like one of those... I mean, I feel like I have a bad connotation when it comes to um, character-driven choose-your-own-adventure games, mm. you know? Like... Uh, that dude, David Cage, you know, you yeah. hear David Cage, you hear heavy rain and like hatred boils your blood. Yes. Um, but this was not like that at all. This was like the script was better than those David Cage games. It was like pretty schlocky, you know, it's a bunch of like college people, college Americans going up to like a house in the woods so they can all like fuck and get drunk and there's a psycho killer on the loose yeah, and like yeah. that and that's it and you just you get to play as every character and you like scramble through scrubs and make jokes and try to get laid and it was just <laughs> really fun the whole way through and it's like maybe 8 hours long like not a very long time and yeah it's just that like press x to jump over the crevasse and press circle to kiss the babe and you know all that stuff um but yeah i just thought like i played it alone sometimes phoebe would watch but 
I've, I've secretly always wanted to get like a big group together for Halloween and just play oh. until dawn from start to finish. There's like a mode for that game. You may know about this, but there's a mode where you can play it multiplayer where everyone controls their own character. Wow. Yeah. I... So you don't oh, play it once, obviously, but you play the character when they show up in the scene. It'll be like, hey, oh. this person, take the controller now. It's your turn. That's really cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. There's also a mode where like majority rules. So usually like when you make a choice, you've got a little timer and like everyone uses their phones oh, to good. make a choice. Oh, it's genius. Yep. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I would love to do some, some, you know, house party-esque shenanigans around that game on Halloween. That could be really cool. Yeah, um, until dawn. Yeah, I, I played that game with Jamie, actually. That was one of the first games we ever played together. Oh, no shit. And, uh, yeah, I, like, held the controller with one hand and she held the controller with the other hand. And so, like, we, like, oh I God. think I was controlling the moving and she was controlling the interactions and stuff. It was chaos, but it was very good. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, I think, do they also have a studio that's making a bunch of other really similar style games to Until Dawn? They're called like the something somethings. The, the Dark Pictures. Yeah. Dark Pictures Anthology. A fly just almost flew right into my eyeball. The Dark Pictures Anthology. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they just made The Quarry, I think, that yeah. recent one. Do they all have the same, you know, multiplayer options? I don't know. I actually don't know anything about any of their other games. Um, because I played Until Dawn first, yeah, yeah. uh, when I kind of see screenshots and stuff for their other games, it kind of looks too similar for me to be interested, if that oh, makes yeah. sense. They all look totally the, like the same thing, just with like, you know, different characters and twists and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but yeah, I mean, if, if that's the case, then, uh, yeah, we should, we should hook up and try and get that to happen. Cause I reckon that'll be a really fun night. Yeah. Legit. Cool. Uh, hell yeah. Thank you. I've just been given a beer. Oh, you'd love to hear it. Ugh. First podcast beer? No, we had one on the one where we recorded together. That's right. Yeah, we did. Um, my number four pick is Knockout City. Oh, well, I don't. Oh, I don't even know this game. Tell me, dude. This game. This game is sadly going away in June, I believe. Um, Oh no! So Going a, away from where? From Earth? Yeah, it moves to its home planet. No, uh, it's um, <laughs> it's a multiplayer game, multiplayer only, where you play dodgeball in a three v three or four v four style matchup. Um, it's uh, best played with the controller, but I know people who love playing with the mouse as well. So you can like ready to throw the ball, which sort of like charges up your throw with the left trigger, and then press the right trigger to throw. Um, and so even just with that, there's a bunch of stuff that you can do that like, you know, fakes out your opponents. Um, you also press the left trigger to catch. Um, so oh. yeah, you're running around this sort of semi-open map with your teammates. You can pass to your teammates, uh, which charges up the ball instantly. And then you throw it at the opponents. You can do a, um, like a lob throw or a curve throw. And you can also fake out. So you can just like pretend to throw the ball, which is fantastic. Oh my God. This is so cute. I love that like there's just so much violence and guns and like 
military shoot 'em ups when it comes to online multi multiplayer. But here we got like fucking dodgeball, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's basically dodgeball. Uh, it's it's so good. It's so much fun. When it was like at the peak, my friends and I. Uh, it was Ash who's been on the pod before. Shout out Ash. Oh, and yeah. um, Matt, who's another EA fellow. Mm-hmm. um we're playing basically every night we got into ranked and we were trying to like get up to diamond i think we only ever got to silver but um yeah no way, w- that's awesome yeah 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 it was it's sad because um as we got to those ranks we sort of no longer had many people to play against just because of how unpopular the game was so i, right. I wish it was more popular um yeah there's there's so much cool stuff in that game there's heaps of dope cosmetics there's events that used to happen um where you would get like you know event specific cosmetics um it's free to play i believe now i think for a while there it was like 30 bucks right um, but yeah it's, it's free to play as far as i know um and it's on um, game pass or steam it's out there you can just pick it up have a search for it uh, sick yeah knockout city uh, and yeah sadly it's going away they're shutting the servers off um, oh, brutal yeah just not popular enough but it did last a couple of years there and it was it was a real good uh lockdown treat oh that's awesome yeah never heard of that one yeah yeah i mean if you have a chance to play it before it goes away it's got lots of neat little ideas in there even if you can't play with friends it still still goes all right sick all right yeah i might see if it's on the x bone hell yeah uh trickling along to number three uh, my number three is Rezogun. Oh, I, hell yeah. I I think I probably have mentioned Rezogun before because, like, I felt so strongly about Rezogun for so long because I, I remember, like, maybe within a year after the PS4 came out, I got a really good deal. I got, like, a brand new PS4 for, like, 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, 400 bucks in 2013 money, you know? Yeah. That's, like, worth $2 million right now. Um. And so Resogun was like the first game that I got on it that felt like big and exciting and uh, kind of pushed the graphics and the hardware. And uh, yeah, it's just this sick fucking arcade game where you're a ship and you fly around this like cylindrical map and you save all the humans. And uh, yeah, I uh, I 100%ed that game. I played that game into the fucking ground. I remember coming to your house back when you lived in Reservoir and watching you play that game. It looked so cool. Yeah, insanely even... cool. Just yeah. super fun and like cubey. Everything exploded into like three billion cubes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? It's just like super tight, difficult arcade action. And uh, I'm here for that shit. I can't remember if I picked it up or not, and I might have to go and check that out because I just got some mad Rezo gun urges. And this is what's happened with this month's game of the month thing. I've just been <laughs> getting pulled in different directions. So no, I will not play Rezo gun tonight. <laughs> uh, I'll remind you next week after after you've you've played Season Sleeper. The Rezo gun is is there calling. It's waiting for me. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah, hell yeah, I, it, yeah. That, that particular style of or that particular game um had so many cool little ideas in it as well i remember there mm. was like you got to got to save the humans and you just have to drop them off in certain places as well or you just had to pick them up no you you had to pick them up and drop them off and like they had their own hitbox while you were yeah. carrying them and like you could use the inertia of your ship to like fling them and so like in really tight 
situations you'd need to like pick one human up and fling them into the safe zone through yeah. enemies yeah. and like to get the other human in time and it was just like when it all came together it felt incredible to pull off yeah one of those like flow state games right where you can just oh, like get stuck into it totally totally yeah i played that shit for hours hell yeah all right a twist now a bit of a turn um from the other two games my number three is ground zeros oh oh yeah dude okay that that wins yeah great (laughs) great shout out why uh why do you love it oh i love ground zeros i wish so i i think i've talked about we've talked about metal gear on the show before obviously but i think i talked Mm. briefly about ground zeros and how i wish that it was just that times five or or six or whatever for the final entry of metal gear solid 100 percent. Yeah, metal gear solid 5 was a time it had some cool ideas but it sort of failed on a lot of different fronts mm-hmm. um and if they had have just stuck to that sort of like you know semi-open little relatively little zones and then that you just like traveled between them um instead of having huge open worlds that you could just travel around endlessly mm-hmm. um i think that would have been really dope um yeah and yeah, even making them even smaller would be cool too, like really compact little spots. So yeah, Ground Zeroes was the sort of demo, I guess, to the eventual release of Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, sorry, my dog is trying to eat some rat tests. Excuse me. <laughs> that's that's not good. I don't think dogs can get COVID. No, well, he put the box in his mouth, and so anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it was just like this little experience where you played Big Boss, you rock up on the on the cliff face and he says, kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> and the little <laughs> weeb inside me weeped. Um, <laughs> and then there was this, yeah, a, a really simple story that it told through, um, you had to go and collect a prisoner of war, get them onto a helicopter and escape. And that was pretty much it. Um, fuck yeah yeah you you traveled around and used context clues and um information gathered from guards that you'd taken hostage to find out where they were keeping the the pow and you had to go and unlock the gate and get them out and then you found out that there was another pow somewhere and that was like an extra challenge you didn't have to get them but more Mm -hmm. story was revealed to you if you did um i think i I might be misremembering that maybe you had to get both of them i'm not sure um as and kaz yeah, was it Paz? Paz, Paz and pa- Paz, Paz and it was something like that. They were the they were the main characters from Peace Walker, I think. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, those those two young younguns. Um, and yeah, it was it, so cool because there was like all sorts of little records that it kept while you were playing. You know, like your longest headshot. Um, there was all sorts of like uh, fun little side sections to find that weren't necessarily related to the main thing. Um, yeah yeah there was the point where it was like oh you need to go and get the the kid who was like inside the building not in out in the cages and Mm. there was like no clear path in and so you have to try and navigate through this like field of tanks and guards walking around and it was like quite a challenge and at certain points you're just like i'm just going to do it and then before you know it there's like a tank shooting you (laughs) (laughs) Um, it just felt very uh it was like classic metal gear but mixed in with was a lot of cool new thoughts and ideas that i wish that they had have just done on repeat um, for the full game yeah hard agree that that ground zeroes had me so excited for five because like 
I remember when I played it, we had just played the whole Metal Gear series together. Yeah. And then you came over to watch me play Ground Zeroes for a little bit because you'd yeah. already done it. And um, I just, I remember too, it was like, I think the first Metal Gear game of that current generation at the time. So yeah. it was on PS4 and it just looked insane. Like the yeah. rain coming off Big Boss's face and, oh man, yeah. And, and yeah, like you say, it was just a real kind of like concentrated Metal Gear experience. Like it had the classic Metal Gear tactical stuff and the kind of campy stuff and also like like you say like a bunch of new stuff that was really interesting it just it was like the best entree to the worst meal (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah i mean yeah i don't know and like the parts of the story that were there were really cool too you know like these Mm -hmm. children prisoners of war was like really quite affecting and the way that that demo i won't spoil it kind of ends was really brutal and crazy and like yeah, if if they had just done like a Peace Walker style episodic, you know, small navigational semi open area thing for each mission, mm. Mm. that would have been dope. Um, they didn't. I, I don't think they had to do that much. Uh, yeah. Any, anyway, um, hindsight being twenty twenty and stuff. So <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my num- number three. Hell yeah! Look, I'll be honest. When I was putting this list together, I was hoping to like say a game where people were like oh yeah i did forget about that game and you just did that to me that game doesn't get enough love i totally forgot about it and that game fucking rules hell yeah yeah so if you're gonna play the metal gear series play one two three four and then play ground zeros and that's all you need to do yeah although you should what you should play or at least watch a peace walker movie because ground Ground Zeroes will will not hit anywhere near as hard if you don't know those characters. Very true. Um, hell yeah, great number three. Uh, my number two is Wolfenstein Two, um, the new Wolfenstein Two. You know the I think Bethesda. I don't I don't know if they're Bethesda made, but they're Bethesda published. Let's see. Um, and holy shit, this game just came out of nowhere for me. So like. I uh, I got this game free when I bought an X-Bone all those mm. years ago and it just sat there for ages. Like, I wasn't that interested. I'd played the first one with you and, like, that was real fun to play together and, like, pass the controller back and forth. Um, but, yeah, like, it just got to a point. It was, like, locked down. I was like, yeah, I'll play Wolfenstein 2. And I just had a fucking blast. (laughs) The gunplay is incredible. It's this super tight-knit, fucking crazy 12-hour campaign. Mm. Um, And they just do a bunch of stuff with the writing that I found really impressive. Like, all the characters are way better than they should be for a game like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. You're kind of like, from memory, you're in a ship or like a submarine and and you're kind of there. Um, That's your home base and you kind of go out on missions uh, outside of the submarine and you've got this like ragtag crew and like the characters you meet and the things they say and like the things they do i don't want to spoil it because a lot of my joy came from being surprised from being like oh you know like at the start of the game you've got a pregnant girlfriend and i was just like oh fuck you know we're fighting nazis like what's going to happen here and what ends up happening is incredible and like 
yeah, that that game just did that for me again and again and again. Where like I would be in five fights and then I'd get a cutscene and like, no matter what I was doing, I was like, this is very entertaining. Um, and it it has some really cool sections that explore just what the world would look like had the Nazis won. Mm. Um, there's this really cool section where you're just walking through, uh, like you know, the South in America. That was a terrible accent for the South. Anyway, <laughs> you're walking, you're in the South and you're walking in disguise and, um, you know, there's like a Nazi parade and it's, you, there's no shooting. Like you just get to yeah. like be around civilians and like look at the architecture and it's fucking, it's cool. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I think I played that some of that game. I can't remember. Um, maybe it was the first one that I played. Wolfenstein 1. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely played that together. Wolfenstein 2 takes off exactly where 1 leaves. Yeah. Um, so, like, Wolf, the first level of Wolfenstein 2, you're in a wheelchair. Yeah, right. Okay. I don't think I did play it. But I've seen... Yeah. I think I've seen people talk about it before. Um, I think it was Jacob Geller I saw talk about it a little bit, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that wouldn't surprise me because some of the some of the characters are really pretentious and he loves that shit. <laughs> was it, I think it was the episode about head transplants. Is there a head transplant that happens in that? Oh yeah. Um, I feel like I don't want to spoil it though. Cause that's like a big part of the story, but yeah, there's a head transplant and it's really ethically confusing, but oh man, so interesting. Yep. Very good stuff. Um, hell yeah. Now, you, now I want to go play that game. Oh shit! What the yeah. hell, man? <laughs> we, we should have we should have done this episode after Citizen yeah. Sleeper. Oh well, oh well, oh well. Um, yeah, Wolfenstein. Talk about a series that's been going on for a damn long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that the the reboot has done a great job of of keeping it in vogue. Yep, yep, yep. Um, all right, my number. Two, two? Yeah, my number two. two. We're nearing the end. We are nearing the end. Um, so this is a game that I feel like a lot of people have thought about playing but never pulled the trigger on. Um, it's a game that's like semi in like the consciousness that uh, people don't realize has had its sort of roots across a lot of different games. Uh, and it's sort of like if you, you know, you've existed as a kid in the 90s who's, who's like, watched The Simpsons their whole life, and then you read 1984, and you're like, oh, there's, like, a bajillion references that I missed, you know? Right, that okay. Of yep. video games. So, for me, yeah. that game that barely gets played or talked about by most folks is Yakuza 0. Oh, my God, dude, <laughs> I'm playing that game right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hell Holy yeah. shit! Do you feel that way while you're playing it? That it feels like there's a lot of things that it's doing that other games have referenced or done. Oh my god! Sort of did. Okay, so you mentioned Yaku Yakuza Zero in your like um, honorable mentions, and we did that top ten episode like yeah. a million years ago. Yep. And um, I thought I'd played it, and like all the things you said resonated with my experience, and I was like, hell yeah, Yakuza Zero. Um, but it turns out I had played Yakuza Kiwami. Oh, that's Yakuza 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I was like, oh, fuck, I've already played this. I'm going to go back to Yakuza 0. And a couple of days ago, I booted up Yakuza 0 and, like, I fucking love it. It's... Yeah. It It is... 
it's one of those things where like, you know how you were um, talking about that uh, Neo developer game that I already can't remember the name of that you're playing at the moment. Yep. And you were, and you were like, it's uh, the innards are showing, like you can kind yeah. of feel that. Like I see that with Yakuza zero, but it wears it on its sleeve. Mm, like mm-hmm. in a minute, you'll go from like a fully choreographed cutscene to like, a, uh, a cutscene where th- it, the, it it isn't animated but it's voice acted and then you'll just be reading text and yeah. it'll be like a graphic novel and it like doesn't give a shit it yeah. just like whips around with this crazy pacing and it's entertaining the whole time yep totally well said I mean um, yeah I, I think Yakuza 0 has one of the greatest character introductions of any game ever when they introduced Majima for the first time Oh, I don't um, think I've got to that bit yet. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, well, that's exciting for you then. Um, oh, sick. I won't say any more on that. Uh, <laughs> th- there's a bunch of different games that are within that game. There's a whole system. Oh, I can't say about that. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's a slot car racing like sub-quest that turns into like this whole other game, which I never even got into, but... Um, is there and is present in a lot of other Yakuza games as well. Yeah, um, there was something like that in Kiwami. Yep. There's, uh, it, it really does a great job of making the side quests like a lucky dip. You know, it's like they're mm. all good, but every now and then you'll get a side quest that is just fantastic. And you're like, right. why? Like, you just completely forget about the main story. You just are, uh, you know, a Yakuza dude chilling looking after a bunch of grown men in in diapers or whatever you know or you're like helping a a guy who's got like the world's first mobile phone and he's like he can't work it out you know like it just like spreads the gamut um and all the characters are great uh and the story just goes places um yeah i I have really special place in my heart for yakuza zero and it's one of those ones where you're like every time i bring it up in, in reference to things at work or whatever people are like oh yeah i heard about that or like right. talk about it in public with people who normally play games and they're like i've never heard of that or they've seen the series or you know they thought about playing like a dragon and i'm like just play zero and then and then we'll talk <laughs> because <laughs> it's so good it's so good um and and yeah i really want to finish like a dragon but yeah anyway that's yakuza zero yeah sick i mean yeah i've only played for a couple of hours and i'm having a great time um it should be said though like i was in the fucking mood you know Mm. i was like i want to play a game that's off center and we're like i i don't know i feel like i've played for a couple hours and maybe 40 45 percent of that time has actually been playing like a lot of it is like story and cut scenes and like i love it for that yeah there's there's especially at the start um there's a huge emphasis on like making sure you understand what's going on with the vacant lot and mm. like who all the characters are um and what their goals and ambitions are and all that sort of stuff it really really drives that stuff home yeah. um, and it's all entertaining you know i never felt like i had to skip any of those cutscenes. they all had stuff going on which i liked oh totally yeah and because it's kind of weird and wacky and it's got that um you know late night tokyo japanese tone and it's in the Mm. 80s like i don't know it's just yeah like you say even even the bits that might be considered boring by some people are just so entertaining (laughs) yeah you're totally right yeah there's that like 
it's almost like nostalgic for a time that we haven't been in you know vibe mm. where it's yeah the late night 90s 80s <laughs> japanese culture where um yeah i love that stuff yeah yeah oh man yeah great pick i'm so glad i just decided to start playing that as we come into this episode because i only started playing a couple of days ago Ugh, bro. I, yeah i'm, I'm so i'm so glad you're playing it <laughs> yeah sink oh uh, yakuza zero all right uh my number one man this is i don't know how popular this game is I feel like all my friends have played this game, so maybe you can tell me how often you talk about this game with other people. Okay. Um, but I played this game all the way through, and every now and again I would jump in just to be there because it's so fucking atmospheric. Uh, my number one is The Swapper. Oh, yes. I don't talk about The Swapper at all. And it was on the tip of my tongue the entire time while making up this list. I was like, what was that game that Darian used to play that was like a dope puzzle game? Oh, no shit. <laughs> and it was on like Xbox Live Marketplace or whatever. Like, this, what was it? Yeah. PlayStation as well? I can't remember. But yeah, The Swapper. I knew the this swap. would be up there. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of left and center because it is a puzzle game. Like, that's all it is. There's like, n- there's lore to find, which is really cool. Um, but like, it's just got this mechanic where you can create other versions with yourself and then swap your conscious over to those versions. So let's say if I create a copy of myself, that copy is a puppet and it does exactly what I do. And I can like transfer my consciousness to that puppet as long as I can see it. And it's maybe four hours long. And it's just got some of the best puzzles I ever did solve and real, real fucking head scratches. Like, um, I don't know if I'm the fucking benchmark for playing (sighs) puzzle games, but like these ones, like I just, some of them I walked in, I was like, I understand the mechanic. I see what they're trying to do. I've got this. And like, I would set up what I thought the solution was. And I was like, wait a second, that's not right. And like, I'd have to spend some time like backtracking, working it out. And, uh, man, that's what, like, good puzzle design is for me, where, like, you have all the pieces and you can see all the pieces and you're just like, all right, I just need to wrangle them in my brain uh, into something that makes sense. Um, And, yeah, it has this uh, really great ending. It's just really nuanced and... uh, interestingly enough coming off the back of our illusion of choice episode uh at the end you make this choice and it's like a really epic choice in a game that has not emphasized choice at all throughout its entire runtime yeah yeah awesome hell yeah the swapper the swapper i mean i would imagine that game is on switch i feel like that's the perfect switch game Mm. Um, just talking about it makes me want to look that up and if it's on there, buy it and play it because, yeah, I haven't played it for shit, ten years? No, no, nine years? So, like, I will have forgotten all the puzzles by now. It's on Steam for $3.22 right now. So. Oh. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, mm, you've yeah. got no excuses. Get on that shit. Three just... bucks? Yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, let me see if it's on Game Pass real quick. 
it's not on Game Pass, but yeah, three dollars. That's less than the cost to go. Like less than the cost of a cap of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Pull it together. We've got one more entry. <laughs> We've got one more entry to go. That's, then the, we're home that's that single beer talking. Um, <laughs> the, my final one. The, my number one is uh, Frostpunk. Oh fuck! Okay. Yeah, All right. this this is a game. I think I've mentioned it a couple times on the show before. Where uh, I don't remember what context I was talking about it in, but it's a game that I have played through once. Like I finished the main mode, but it's a game oh. that also has like heaps of other modes. Like, and I've got the DLC for it, and I, it's just waiting for me to play. So in the, in the you know vein of your of the topic of games that we wish we could have gone back to that deserve more love, Frostpunk is definitely up there. Um, right. It's a real-time strategy game where you've got a big engine slash what you call it a furnace in the center of the city um you can turn it off you can turn it on you can power it up and burn through coal faster um and you've got a bunch of people that live in your town that need to be fed and sheltered and kept warm otherwise they die um it's a brutal game about surviving through cold um it there's a lot of really messed up stuff that you have to deal with as like the director of that town uh, right you know there's there's all sorts of things like r rules and laws that you can enact that change the way the town operates for better and for worse and a lot of them often have like that sort of you know like we'll enforce 18 hour work days but uh, people will get sick more often but you'll be more productive or they'll be mm. like you know you give the buildings the ability to like hit the rush button but like uh, the workers tire and get sick more quickly, but at least you get like a quick, you know, output for whatever resource you're trying to get if you use that. Um, mm. You can get child workers. You can enforce. Ch you can have children working the mines. <laughs> it's yeah, no there's shit. a lot of crazy stuff that you do, um, and that's just at the very tippy top of the orders. There's stuff that comes along later in that game that, and and yeah, in inevitably, at, after every winter that rolls around, it gets colder and colder every single time, and so. You're just burning through resources trying to keep people alive and at a certain point you realize that it's just not possible <laughs> and that really hard sacrifices need to be made <laughs> and, and yeah I, I love a game that does that that's hardly ever talked about you know like every now and then I'll, I'll hear someone be like hey yeah that that happens in Frostpunk or there's like ideas that people pull from Frostpunk but hardly ever and so I just wanted to bring that one up and be like yeah Frostpunk Frostpunk does good, and it does does a really amazing job of stressing you the hell out in a really <laughs> amazing way. Um, no shit. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, great pick. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's kind of at the top of my list when it comes to games I want to play when I get a PC. Yeah. You know, Frostpunk, Factorio, Age of Empires. It it kind of seems like that game really needs a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I reckon it. I reckon it does. Um, you might be able if the if the what's the word I'm searching for the the port the port is, is good. You might be able to get away with it, but it's right. probably preferable uh, on a on a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, yeah. I've been keen because I I bought it for like, I mean, it was like two dollars on Xbox. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I've got it. I've got it sitting there because I just couldn't not buy it for two dollars because I really want to play it. But I've been hesitant just because I know it's probably not going to be great with the controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, there's parts, I think you could probably get away with some of it with a controller, but yeah, there's parts, I think, especially towards the end when you're trying to go real fast because time is obvious mm. and so you're just trying mm. to do a lot of things at once. A mouse yeah. and keyboard kind of gives you that opportunity. Yeah. Sick. Hell yeah. All right. Shit. There it is. That's it. We're wrapping it. We're, we're out of here. <laughs> I, ho I hope you all have a weekend. We'll yeah. catch you next time. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how abrupt was that ending? <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>